from iHeart Podcasts, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade, starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, episode 262. You know, it's been a little bit. We, we, we took a little bit of a week off, but we are back, and we're back in a major way because I got my homie from the Dirty Heels Podcast, who just celebrated three years, so big congratulations to the Dirty Heels Podcast. Got the homie Kofi Weeson in the building. What's good, homie? Chillin', chillin', man. This is family, man. I always love to be here, man. Dirty DeLorean Posse in the building, full effect, man. Let's get to work, man. You already know. Hell yeah, man. Once again, congratulations on three years. That's a huge accomplishment. And, thank you, and thank you. you're probably my favorite podcast now. So most Oh, man, I appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. you my favorite podcast. I'm going to hear enough, right? <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. Definitely. Thanks for being here, homie. Said, of course, the man and your advocate is here. What up, fellas? Oh, man. Dom, Dom already know I love him. Most definitely. Before we get to today's show, got to give a big shout out to my sponsors at manscaped.com. 
Go to manscaped.com for all your male grooming needs and put in the promo code DeLorean, all caps, capital D-E-L-O-R-E-A-N, for 20% off site-wide, no matter what it is, the weed whacker, the lawnmower, the body wash, the fucking hand sanitizer, get 20% off. So that promo is still going to be running, I think, until the end of the year, and it may get re-upped. So definitely take advantage of that. But we're going to get right into WWE SmackDown. What did you think of this episode of SmackDown? Because I thought that this episode was fucking awesome. Uh, it was dope. Only thing it was missing was Sami Zayn to me. But other than that, um, I think just the way they're putting stuff together little by little is dope. Um, even with the women. I wasn't mad even at the women's match. So everything that transpired was pretty dope to me. I can't complain. You know, no complaining. Most definitely. I think that the show as a whole was awesome. Um, yeah, you know, respect to Sami Zayn. I think he's going through a death in the family or something like that. So definitely respect yes. to him and, you know, condolences. Uh, we had a historic matchup on the show, the New Day versus the Usos. The New Day being the current owners of the record for the longest reigning tag team champions versus the Usos, who had to beat the New Day to get the record. And they did just that. And that was a fucking amazing matchup. They went like 35 minutes to start the show. And now it is official. The Usos are the longest reigning tag team champions in WWE history. And it couldn't happen to a better team because, in my opinion, the Usos may be one of the best tag teams of all time. But what did you think of that matchup? You already know me. I'm a big New Day fan since day one. Um, it's the only tag team that, that's around that they have right now that has credibility and solidified themselves to put over the New Day around this point in time right now. Thanks. Um, I think uh, it's fine that the New Day lost it. It's cool because uh, I can see them getting it back maybe later on in the future the things flip-flopping i don't know who knows yeah. but um it's cool i'm not mad i kind i was kind of upset that they took it from the new day because like now it's like what do the new day have mm. i mean but, yeah i mean uh, the new day was known as the longest reigning and now they lost that record so for sure yeah so hey it is what it is i'm not mad at it you know i'm not gonna complain um i do because it's storyline you know Sure. Roman Reigns is longest reigning. They're longest reigning. It makes sense with storyline. Uh, the New Day will be giving some type of promotion code later on in the year. <laughs> like, hey, it's 20% off. You know what I mean? <laughs> nah, I feel you. <laughs> um, something that SmackDown is doing that I'm very interested in is also the uh, the World Cup. They got a bunch of international talents going against each other. I think it's a dope concept, especially with the soccer World Cup going on. I'm not the biggest soccer fan, but I always thought that wrestling could use something like this where they had international talents facing each other. I know TNA for many years had the World X Cup, and then they had the uh, Super X Cup where they had wrestlers from Mexico and Japan and uh, all over Europe. So this is really cool that they're bringing this here. Um, Great opening round matchup between Santos Escobar and Shinsuke Nakamura. And I took a note here. I said that it was really dope that Michael Cole actually mentioned that Nakamura is going to be going to Pro Wrestling Noah in the beginning of yeah. the year. Great Muda. That was something that you would never hear if Vince McMahon was fucking running the show. So really cool to see WWE acknowledging other promotions like that. That is fact. That is fact. I was actually surprised that he said it. I was like, wait, did he just? But he actually acknowledged it. 
But I do like, like you said, um, about this whole uh, tournament. I was just watching. Totally forgot it was a tournament. Yeah. And I said to myself, hold on. Wait, he's from Mexico. He's from New Japan. Then another one got came out. He's from America. And he's from here. I was like, yo, that's pretty interesting that America, I mean, that WWE has enough people from around the world to do a tournament without outside wrestlers. I think this is something they should have been doing. Um, they had that bullshit tournament, the best in the world. Uh, Shaming Man won that a little years oh, ago. Yeah, was, I don't know how many years ago that was. That was, but that was that. It could have, listen, it could have been a great, great tournament up till the end. I don't I know why. Want to point that out because it, it was great up till it got to the, huh? Shane, trash. Remember, Dolph Ziggler should have been the one to win. Yeah, if we're gonna oh, yeah, be yeah. honest, totally honest about it, but I'm not mad at the way this tournament is going. I was actually excited about Santos Escobar win last night. Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted Shinsuke Nakamura. You know, and you know, in the back of your mind, you you're like, "Hey, I want this guy to win." Yeah, and then the other guy wins, but you're kind of satisfied with it. I'm satisfied with it because it didn't Santos Escobar didn't come to. Uh, to the main stage and get just get buried right away. But I'm kind of sad because, you know, you would like to see Nakamura go further in the tournament. Oh, yeah, of course, Same yeah. Like that. Like I, that, you know, I, but I'm not mad at the whole match as, as a whole. Yeah, I think that um, I want to see Nakamura do more, but I'm also not mad at Nakamura trading time between Japan and WWE. Because he's yeah. such a huge star in Japan that it's dope that he's able to do both, especially with his upcoming match at Pro Wrestling Noah. Uh, Dom definitely, says definitely. he's going to with the E and win the tournament too. Oh, p- please no. Please no. <laughs> That's a wild statement. You know, I actually <laughs> went not, I actually went mine. The Shaming Man came back. Man. Yo, I'm just saying, the, the Shaming Man came back with his trophy. It was like, you're not the best in the world. I am. I would love it. Yo, last time we seen Shane, Shane was bugging at the Royal Rumble, man. He had a little power trip because Vince wasn't there. So last thing we need is his. <laughs> I'm just saying, I would like it, you know. Say championship on the line. What up, guys? Yo, what up, championship? Appreciate you guys being here for sure. But, yeah, I mean, this this had a lot of good uh, matches, but also a lot of cool moments because, you know, we got the return of the Viking Raiders, which I thought was really cool. But also, I like the little interaction between L.A. Knight and Bray Wyatt. What did you think about that? I, I, you think they're gearing I think, up? I think, that's, I think that's what most people talk about from this whole SmackDown. If not, you kind of bugging. I mean, most people talk about the Sarah. I see the Sarah Logan thing is kind of overshadowed. The fact that, you know, Bray Wyatt actually is having an altercation Mm. With someone who hasn't had an altercation with in what two years almost on any wrestling platform, maybe that's a good point. You know, people people are all like, Oh, well, who's his first matchup gonna be? But yeah, if you think about it, he hasn't had a matchup in almost two years, yeah, yeah. Two years. And then LA, I look at it like LA Knight is one of the most adaptable, if that's a word, adaptable is that a word? I don't know, word now, shit. but he's <laughs> he's one of the people that. <laughs> adapt to any environment, to any wrestler. I've seen him since NWA era. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of those guys who's great on the mic. He can put over people or, you know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. So I look at it like, yeah. hey, why not have these two guys go at it? This is something that people wouldn't expect. You would not expect an LA Knight and a Bray Wyatt to be clashing. You wouldn't expect yeah. these two guys yeah. to be going back and forth on the mic. So give us the unexpected. Why not? Now we don't have to be so precise and, okay, let's predict this. Let's predict this. Maybe where our predictions will be wrong this fucking time. You know what I'm saying? At least for me. No, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Like, that was the last person that I had being Bray Wyatt's first feud back. But when it happened, I was like, this is perfect because if anybody could go toe-to-toe on the mic with Bray Wyatt, it's L.A. Knight. Like, I mean, I was a big Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcasts, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We just just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fan of him when he was Eli Drake in NWA, like you said, when he was in Impact Wrestling. He was awesome on the mic, but he's also great in the ring. So I think that this has a lot of potential to be a really good feud. It just, you know, depends on where they're going to go from here. But uh, also, Dom says, 
it is a word code. <laughs> so adaptable or oh, it's adaptable. A word. adaptable. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know what? Before we finish with SmackDown, I gotta talk about that closing segment with uh the bloodline and the brawling brutes, and now with uh Drew McIntyre. I think that is clear that this is probably what we're gonna be getting at war games in uh at Survivor Series because it's four on four. If they add Sami Zayn to the mix, that'll be fire, and then do a five on five. If they can add somebody to the Brawling Brutes, but Kevin Owens, that'll be fire. That'll be real fire. What happened? Like that's that's the one guy that I think everyone's expecting it to be. I don't know if you was expecting, but I'm thinking it's going to be Kevin Owens. He already has a thing with Sami Zayn. He already has a thing with with uh, Roman Reigns and everybody. I mean, it kind of kind of makes sense, you know. Most definitely. Right, I mean, that would be a fire-ass war games, but it definitely seems like we're going to go that route and see the bloodline in war games. But, yeah, if this is the I war games... Question, though. We're good. What was Roman Reigns going to say to Jay Uso before they were interrupted? He not only got interrupted, but I love the fact when Sheamus's mic wasn't working, Roman was like, oh. hey, it worked the mic. What you going to oh, do to me? Yeah, yeah, that was great. That was great, great commentary, great feedback. I said whoever's working the mic definitely deserves to get fired. <laughs> Facts, right? But yeah, I like you can't even get the mic right, bro. I think that it's awesome. The last couple of weeks we're seeing like these off-script moments for Roman Reigns, and it shows like the human element to him. He's not just like the robot going out there, acknowledge me and all that. You see the no, voice. It, also, it shows you that he's He's, he's able to be himself, and he's gotten better by just being himself, not having to go out there and read scripts like you said. Because like sometimes going out hmm. the mind, and now you're not really being yourself. Yeah, that's you know a fact. Whereas, I, think, I think this is Roman Reigns himself. Um, always sprained his knee. Won't be hmm. back in time. Wow. So yeah. I don't know who, this, who the guy could be. I honestly do not know. Shit, you know what I mean? that sucks. So who, yeah, who, who could if if it is five and five, it, it literally could be four and four, and Sami Zayn could be on the outside, or you know maybe Roman Reigns doesn't even wrestle the match. Maybe Sami Zayn is the fourth guy, so you have the Uso, Solo, Sokoa, and Sami Zayn wrestle it. I don't know, but if they do go five on five, I would like for that fifth man, even though he's been feuding. I know like people are gonna be like you bugging, uh-huh. right? even though he's been feuding with Sheamus and the Brawling Brutes. I would like for that fifth man to be Gunther. Just because he has that European, you know, he's European. He's with the I'll other Europeans in there. Now we fire. And then also it opens the door for Gunther versus Roman Reigns, which is a match I'm dying to see. And it does, it definitely uh, opens up for an international card. Facts. You know, they got the internationals versus the Americans. I mean, I don't know. It seems pretty dope to me. I'm actually cool with Gunther. I was kind of tight that he had to deal with Ricochet. No disrespect to Ricochet. None. Or shout no to Ricochet. I think he's a great <laughs> athlete. He has no his character has no character. Yeah. Is that is that even a possibility? Yeah, his character has no character. Like it's not, not it's like Ricochet's just there to jump around with like so like anytime he comes on the screen like I can see a kid be like, oh mommy that's the dude who does the backflips. You know what I'm saying? That's what we know. Yeah. Like, it's nothing more, nothing less. You know what I mean? When it comes to making shape. 
he needs to evolve. Like, you know, a lot of people say the same thing about Will Ospreay, but Will Ospreay evolved as a character. Ricochet needs to evolve as a character. All right, let's let's take Will Ospreay. I didn't know who the hell Will Ospreay was, so I had to go back and watch his matches in Japan, and I didn't realize him and Ricochet had a great fucking back and forth. Great fucking back and forth. But then if you look at Will Ospreay now, and you look at Ricochet, you're like, is it the company, or is it them not developing the characters? Or, I mean, Ricochet not developing his character enough? Because if you look at Will Ospreay's characters, it's basically the same flippy jump around guy, but Will Ospreay is Serious. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not sure what Ricky should be. No, yeah, most definitely. I mean, I feel like Will Ospreay took the initiative to become a better wrestler, to become a better character, while Ricochet kind of got comfortable being just himself. You know what I mean? We'll see what Dom says yeah. here. He says, maybe Roman defends his title and Sammy fills the spot, or what if Cody is ready to come back and take the fifth spot? That would be huge because that will wow. also probably at WrestleMania. I think that would be awesome. And that actually saying, would be little sus, Kofi, but I'll allow it. <laughs> 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 but yeah. So, what would you give this rating? What would you rate this episode of SmackDown? I thought it was a strong um, four out of five. Yeah, for the strong four to five, just the Braun Strowman match was dope. The Viking Raiders return was dope. Um, I like it a lot. I think the only thing I have a problem with is it And I'm cool with everything else. Hmm. You know what I mean, I just hate Hit Row. But other than SmackDown, everything was fine. Why you hate Hit Row? It's just like. I'm not from the hood, bro. No, they, they do seem. You know, I don't know. I don't know how else to like. I wish I could write black characters from, from because, like, I clearly know that the big guy, Todd Dallasan, I clearly know he's like a college student. Yeah. I clearly know that because they had him on a television show. And he talks like a Caucasian guy. So I'm like, there's nothing. And then the other guy, I, I just, I'm sorry. The only thing urban about them is be fat. That's a fact. I mean, she's the dopest thing. She's the dopest thing about them. I think they could break that group up. No, no one would care. Yeah. In fact, black people would be upset. Like, well, all right, I didn't. I'm sorry. I like her. That's it. I'm not a fan of anything of her. Well, her. I, I do like the fact that she was she was uh, about to wrestle. Now, yeah, I mean, she was actually about to wrestle between her and Selena Vega. To be honest, before it got interrupted, so that would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, definitely, you know, I thought it was a good SmackDown, but SmackDown wasn't the only wrestling show that night. Right after SmackDown, we got AEW Rampage, which I thought was very good. Um, really, really, really love that fucking matchup between Roosh and Bandito. I think that those two guys are fucking amazing and got great chemistry with each other. I feel like those two guys are two of the best luchadors going today, and that was a hell of a matchup. Really like that main event between uh Shoddy Lee and uh Orange Cassidy, but overall, I thought this was a good show too. I just wish 
that the shit wasn't taped because I think we lost Kofi. I just wish that the shit wasn't taped because usually when you have a taped rampage, you could feel the difference and the vibe when it's live. You know what I mean? Those live mm-hmm. rampages yeah. feel the spring of yeah. dynamite. So this feels just like an AEW dark in a way. I, I wish that they went live going forward because they have the money to go live. It, it would be simple too. I know Rampage mm-hmm. is only an show, but you could tape AEW dark along with Rampage so the fans could at least get a two, three hour show. Like that, that's why it's yeah, it makes sense to me not to go live with that show. Most rampages are pre recorded just because they recorded after, right after, yeah, uh, dynamite. Saying like the crowd is still there, so they recorded right after dynamite and stuff. But you know, um, I don't have a problem with uh, AEW this week. I think, um, there's a couple things I just don't, I don't understand. Speak to me, I don't. Okay, Roosh and Bandito. I'm I, kudos to these guys. Kudos, great wrestlers, great. But how many other guys are in the backstage waiting for their ring on? Also, like before they got there, like I don't have a problem with them. And I'm like, let's at least give him some guys from the back before these two guys even come up. You know what I mean? Like I don't have a problem, but I just have a problem with. You have all these little guys who were there in the beginning, but then you don't see them at all. You know what I'm saying? That's the problem um, with the South roster. The roster's too goddamn big. They don't have enough time on TV. Yeah. To- I felt like this whole uh this whole um bar tonight was more of a uh, firm bar. I felt like they could hold the whole backstage tonight, if you ask me. Um, I don't really have. I don't, guess I don't have a problem. I think we're having technical difficulties with Kofi. I think we just lost him again. I'm gonna see if I could add him back. What's going on here? Yo, yo, yo. You, I don't know what's going on. It, it was a little choppy, and then it's like cut out. Oh, I don't... why? Why? If you why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet. You might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcasts, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We just just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington for challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. 
Listen to Supreme, The Battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. So what happened? Hold one second. It's all good. We, we, I hear you now, though. I'm good. Yeah, I think you're good. It's just like a little choppy. It's freezing a little bit. I think that's why it got cut out. All right, we back at it. We back. All right, cool, cool, cool. All right. Now, I said the whole car, I think the whole car was mostly the firm, like a firm card. Far as like uh, Lee Moriarty's group and all that, I feel like really trying to get them over uh, as a faction. I just don't see that working. But hey, don't they have their own little tournament going on too? Yeah, that that was the tournament that uh, Rush and Bandito was a part of, and also uh, Dante Martin and Brian Cage had their matchup. Also, that I think it's um. I forgot what they call that shit, but it, the winner gets a shot at the title at Winter is Coming in December. Yeah. Brian Cage sucks. <laughs> Damn, tell me how you really feel. <laughs> sucks, 100%. Sucks. You like Brian Cage. Boring. I, I mean, I ain't gonna lie. Like, I, I, mean, lie. I, mean, yeah, I mean, like, he's not. I don't know what to say. Like, when they came back, when Brian Cage came out, I was like, really? Really? <laughs> we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna try this again? We're going to try this again. All right, let's try this again, people. No. Kofi's internet caught a contact. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's probably why my internet, that's probably why it's always uh, lagging. Cage is a fucking beast, bro. Eliminated tournament Cage is fucking. I listen, man. I remember Brian Cage from Lucha Underground. I've actually seen him in the independent matches. I am just not a fan. Even when he came to the independent match, I actually went outside his phone. I'm good. It's no problem with Brian Cage, ladies and gentlemen. I think he's a great, great wrestler. I just think his character. Needs more depth or something to it. Because yeah, I'm confused. Is he a Wolverine or is he a Terminator? Yeah, like they're, they're I don't know. I, I think maybe he doesn't need a manager. Just put him out there by himself. Oh no, he definitely needs a mouthpiece for sure. Because the motherfucker can't speak. Oh, he can't talk. Oh, he can't. Yo, motherfucker was always. He first of all, he he stole Chris Canyon's uh, catchphrase. As an homage to him, but it just sounds stupid with him saying it. You know what I mean? Like he always says, "Who's Who better than Brian Cage?" Like motherfucker, everyone. Like I like Brian Cage. I ain't trying to hate on him yeah, too much, exactly. but he definitely needs a mouthpiece, and that's why I like him and Prince Nana. Him and Prince Nana together is pretty cool because Prince Nana is a good mouthpiece, and he will definitely like make someone seem a lot bigger than what they are. So him and Prince Nana is a cool pairing. Yeah. I just don't take Brian Cage too serious after he was already played out by AEW all last year. 
So what? He comes back and now he's a That's where I'm coming from. That's where I'm coming from. That's as far as I'm coming from. He got played out last year and rode off like it wasn't nothing. Rode off in the sun. And then are we supposed to cheer that he came back now? For me, it was just a little confusing. But I do like Prince Nana as a person. That dude is real cool. Shout out to him. We're going to have him on the Dirty Hill show one day, man. One day. But I've, I've talked to him like 50,000 times. That dude is one of the coolest dudes ever. Yeah, I love Prince Nana. So, and it's, it's crazy because I didn't know who Prince Nana was. Like, I've seen him like 30 times at independent matches. We've talked. All of that. Talk. Ah, he knows my name. And then I turn on the TV and I'm like, oh, that's him. Yo, I'm like, I'm telling my guy, I'm like, yo, 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 I just talked to this dude. I'm, I'm fucking just <laughs> chatting with this guy. Yeah, I and uh Ring of Honor. Like, I always was a big fan of Prince Nana. Down yeah, I didn't know who he was. I never mean, knew. He's been around for a hot minute. Uh Taz was perfect for I, I I agree. Taz was a good mouthpiece for Cage. He always made Cage seem like a monster. But then the problem was every time Taz would up, he would he would make Cage seem like the fucking beast, and then Cage would get into the ring and be tripping over himself. Like, he was always botching his shit when he was with Team Tech. <laughs> he said tripping over himself. It's fact. Like, he, like to me, to me, he's like one of those big guys who can't hold water. Mm. I'm sorry. It just seems like he's a big guy who has little weak arms. I don't yeah, know. I mean, might be all be the gas, you know what I mean? But anyway, yeah. what did you think about that main event? Lee Johnson, Orange Cassidy. It's unnecessary. It's fucking unnecessary. Mm. Are you... I'm sorry. Lee Johnson, I shoot myself. And I turned that shit the fuck off. <laughs> Lee fucking... Yo. Yo. Listen. I think he was the first fucking jobber signed. Like, fuck Lee Johnson. Yo, Straight this up. is the problem, though, with AEW Rampage. And then fucking Tony Khan is wondering why they're not getting ratings. You got Lee Johnson in the main event. Bro, why wasn't first of all, why wasn't the fucking main event Bandito versus Roosh? Second yes. of all, you don't start second. you don't start the match, you don't start off like you should have started Orange Cassidy and goddamn Lee. I mean, whatever this dude's name is. I just think he sucks. No, I mean he ain't good, but um I just don't like I don't like how sometimes you got more stars on AEW Dark than you do Rampage, and then Rampage is the show on TV, and it's not getting ratings, and you don't change the fucking format. But, I mean, the match yep. was good. Another thing I did like was that they announced it's going to be Jungle Boy versus Luchasaurus in the cage match. But, overall, like I said, the wrestling was good, but these taped Rampages are so skippable to me. It's crazy. Like, I fuck with AEW Heavy. Like, I'm excited for the future of AEW Kofi, you're more than invited to be on my Wrestling DeLorean podcast live watch along of fil- Full Gear this Sunday or Saturday, one of these days. Oh, so most definitely come on. Dom, you're definitely welcome to come on as well for the watch along for Full Gear. I'm excited for AEW, but Rampage? It's not it, bro. I'd rather Let's than just because Rampage is fucking missable. Yeah, Rampage is missable. But the one thing I did, I did enjoy, and I was a little skeptical about it, for a while, was the uh, Jungle Boy and Christian Cage segment. Because hmm. at first I was like, are they going to keep going with this afterwards? But then I, I don't mind because this is the most I've liked Jungle Boy. Facts. 
I hated Jungle Boy, but this right here is the most I've actually liked him. I don't have a problem with this guy here. I hate that little, oh, oh, I hated all that shit. This is the most, they have me paying attention to Jungle Boy, and I don't mind. So I, I am going to say that about, about that show. Yo, shout out to Linus Coleman. That's my yeah, that's guy right there. Yeah, so I never get you, bro. Him. You're more than welcome to whenever. But, nah, I hate that little, ooh. I hate, oh, my God, I hate it. Oh, man. I hate it. I hate that. I hate that. I hate the, oh, the Keith Lee one. Oh, I, oh the Seth Rollins shit? Yeah, I just hate it. I hate it. You hate crowd participation. That's it. <laughs> I just hate the, the music participation part, you know? I got to admit, I put Rampage on before the league stream. I chose to watch Roosh and Bandito. You know, I I, I don't have a mom, um um a problem with that match. You know what I'm saying? Because I've seen it uh on Ring of Honor. The yeah. problem gets the problem yeah. is like you you put it. I think the problem is like you're putting this match on uh mainstream when you could have a whole bunch of other guys on on mainstream. You could have put that on pay per view or something. You know, that's a Pretty big match. You could have put that somewhere else. Well, well see, that's I don't understand why they just they just take what they should just take one of those internet shows they have, Dark or Elevation, and just change that to a Ring of Honor show. I've been saying that, bro. I've been saying that. See, I have no problem with what AEW does. I just feel like, and we talked about this on the leak show too. Like AEW has no, they have stories, but the stories aren't compelling when you're just. Drawing a wrestler A versus wrestler B is 90% of your show on a weekly basis. There's nothing that's like. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Seeing is believing, and you're not going to believe how bright and vivid the colors are on the Samsung Neo QLED and OLED TVs powered by the neural quantum processor. Because this is an audio ad. Unless you can see it, which means you already have one. Nice. Samsung, more wow than ever. On you to the show, there's no stories that start at the end of the beginning of the show and finish off at the end of the show and make you have to watch the whole show to see the end of the story. And there's no fucking but you know, but you know, we also have to realize though that maybe we're so used to that because we're so used to WWE, and then we also have to realize that maybe that's maybe that's not their plan. Maybe, maybe, maybe they maybe their plan is just to have straight wrestling, straight wrestling. But that's why the commentary is so good. But here's the problem, though. 
all right, here's the problem. Because WWE, now under Triple H, has amazing straight-up wrestling, but they have good storylines to go with it. So now, am I going to watch the show that just has wrestling, or am I going to watch the show that has great wrestling also, but also compelling stories that makes me want to fucking tune in next week? Like that's the problem. Yeah, I mean, as a man, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch the soap opera. I'm gonna watch SmackDown. I'm gonna watch Raw. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm kind of back. I'm a big AEW guy, and I usually have. I haven't missed them in a long time, but like this past month, I haven't really watched it. You know what I mean? Because they've been for me, they've been lackluster. You know, I'm giving them three. I'm giving them twos. Like this one, I give it, give it, give it a three. It's nothing special Hmm. about it. Nothing extra out of the ordinary happened. I feel you, man, but that's it. You know, nothing else important happened this weekend. I, uh, you had Tyrus win the NWA champion, but the NWA is a shit show right now, so who really gives a fuck? I hear everybody talking so much shit. Are you fucking with NWA right now? I've never fucked with NWA. I always thought it was old man's wrestling. I've always thought it was old man's no disrespect. I've always yeah. thought it was I, – I, I fucked with NWA, NWA when Ricky starts I did watch it. That is the one time I watched it. I watched it with um, Eli Drake was there, who was also known as L.A. Knight. Mm-hmm. That's when I watched it. But for me, I think it looks terrible. It looks empty. It looks boring. It's just, I don't know. The look and the feel for me, it was just terrible. Like the I'm, crowd is on one point. side. It looks like, it looks like they took a, uh, a set of a, a, a talk show. It was like a talk show set, and it was like, yo, fuck it, we'll just put a ring in there. It looks terrible to me. I, I just never been a fan of that. I agree. What's it called? Yeah, I mean, said, they also lost Nick August. That's the biggest fucking loss that they could have had, for sure. Thank you. How many stories were popping in TNA year three? They were still in. I got to reread this. Sorry, like, long day. I'm fucking yeah. there you go, Kof. Thank you. How many stories were popping up in TNA year theory and they were still on pay-per-view? Yo, TNA had fucking insane stories back in the fucking day. Like yeah. when TNA yeah. those were yeah. fucking insane. They had little midgets pulling out fucking guns. They had strippers in the fucking entranceway. They had Jeff Jarrett fucking hitting an old woman with a goddamn guitar. You had a lot of stories in TNA back in the day. Yeah. Fucking SEX, they fucking ran roughshod all over TNA. Raven fucking debuted and fucking ran yep. roughshod all over TNA. They had stories after story after story after story. Sometimes TNA had more stories than fucking wrestling. I remember watching one episode of yep. NWA TNA review, and it was a two-hour show, and I got to say at least, at least an hour and 20 minutes was promos and backstage storylines. You had like maybe like fucking 40 minutes of wrestling. And That's so- how these shows you went. But but I can't even be mad at TNA because, uh, you know we argue. I argued the other day about good brother about Abyss and their storyline. But they've they've had good storylines. You know what I mean? I remember. The, I think the most memorable for me is the Sting when he went crazy. Oh, the, the uh, you know what I mean Sting when he went crazy. I was I was like, oh yeah, the Joker's thing. I was like, what? It's the fucking greatest thing ever to me. I'm a little you know confused though. You know I can't be. Were Were you saying that? There was no stories in TNA, or there was, it was story based, because those early TNA pay per views, they were all story based. I lived through that shit. Yeah, like I lived, yeah. watched it every single week. I paid for the pay per view I mean, every single week. NWA, I, I don't even know. 
I couldn't tell you if NWA was story based. I can't. NWA, they seem like they just go out there and wrestle. You know what I mean? Plus, they lost Nick Aldis. Yeah. No, Dom, I, I was saying well, that it wasn't just – uh, There was stories, yeah. a lot of stories. I'm not saying AEW needs midgets and titties, even though it would make it very interesting. But that's definitely not what AEW needs. But anyway, I appreciate you coming on, homie. I appreciate you coming on, especially after hitting three years with uh, Dirty Heels. I don't know. It, I think you froze again. Well – I hope I hope you're still here. I don't know if you can hear me, but definitely I appreciate Kofi for coming on. Three years with Dirty Heels. Congratulations again. I appreciate you. Make sure you check Hello. out. The... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you froze a little bit again. Let me try to remove and put it back in. I don't know I what that was, B. Nah, it's all good. TNA Salamiers was like their version of WWE's attitude ever. For real, man. They had a lot of wild, wild shit. Especially Vince Russo had like a fucking playground to deal with because he had no one to answer to. And my man had so much fucking creative freedom. And it wasn't, that's not a positive thing. But he ran rub shop. Uh, I was about to say, uh, some, of it, some, of, some of it was good. Some of it was a hit or miss. Bro, there was a. I love the storyline though of Sports Entertainment Extreme versus the original NWA wrestlers. Like, I love the fact that they did have like those type of stories. But that's like Chris Jericho now, though. Yeah, you know, for sure. But most definitely, man, I appreciate you and let the people know where to find you in the Dirty Hills. Hey, man, you already know, man, every Thursday we drop an episode on YouTube. Just type in Dirty Hills Podcast with a Z. That's Dirty Hills with a Z. Everybody keeps asking me, how do you spell it? I forgot. It's with a Z. Um, You know, you can find us on uh, IG, Dirty Hills underscore 132, man. Just hashtag Dirty Hills, man. You already know the name. You know the slogan, man. That's it. We got a big, big week coming up here on the Circle Debate YouTube channel. So hit that subscribe button. Not only are we doing the Wrestling DeLorean podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we have the NWA, well, not NWA, we have the New Japan Pro Wrestling Show tomorrow night. This Wednesday, Mm. I have the ECW legend coming on to the show, and I'm so excited to reveal who's coming on. That's going to be fucking fire. Shout out to Ivan for setting that shit up. Also, Thursday, we got the flagship show. Friday, we have Top 5. And Saturday, here on the Wrestling DeLorean podcast, we're going to have a watch-along for AEW full gear. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. So much shit is going to be going down. Kofi, I appreciate you coming on, homie. Man, you already know this is my second home right here, man. We in here together, man. We working. Always, man. I appreciate you, and I'll catch y'all on Wednesday. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so (laughs) you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. 
Before Sarah discovered ChumbaCasino.com, she enjoyed chamomile tea. Come on, big jackpot! And being in PJs by six. Let's go. The new fun Sarah often thinks about the old boring Sarah yes. and wonders if that Sarah ever really existed. Chumba Casino has over a hundred casino-style games, so join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.